0: Afghanistan is crumbling. The world seems helpless. Evil is gaining. But everything is lining up in real time as the nations prepare themselves exactly as the Bible prophecies indicate. The fall of Afghanistan is prevalent in both biblical and Islamic end-time eschatology. But only the words of Jesus can be trusted. Join us now as we scrutinize the significance of Afghanistan's fall on the world stage, plus the meaning of the Black Flags of Khorasan and the implications of Ezekiel Chapter 38. I am Mark Russick, and you are listening to The Russick Outlook. As always, just my opinion. Hello, everybody. This is Mark Russick. You're listening to The Russick Outlook. Thank you so much for joining Uh, Today's topic is on Afghanistan, and it is without question one of the more difficult topics I've had to prepare for, Uh, and and a lot of that has to do with this uh, sad, sad moment in world history is still unfolding. Uh, As I sit here recording this on the 29th of August, we are two days away from the self-imposed deadline of the American government leaving Afghanistan and potentially leaving many, many, many people behind. Uh, I've titled this Afghanistan, The Black Flags of Khorasan and Bible Prophecy, and and the reason is, and, and we'll see this unfold, I do believe what we are watching here are steps moving towards things that were predicted thousands of years ago or shown in advance, I should say, by the prophets under the inspiration of the Lord, uh, and, and and I'll show you some of that a, a, as we move along, but without question... um. This has implications on the world stage that will be seen and, and, and felt uh, un, un, until Jesus returns. I mean, it's it's just that simple. This has profound implications, and we'll, we'll break that down. And I'm going to also show you the significance of uh, the Black Flags of Coruscant. And for those who may not be familiar, you might have heard recently— and tragically this has to do with the death of 13 american military and close to 200 afghani civilians uh that was carried out or i should say they they took at least took the credit for uh, an organization called isis k and that stands for korasan and and i'll and i'll break that down and what that means uh uh specifically we we'll, we'll, we'll get into it but um, before I, I dig into this, I'm going to ask you, if you wouldn't mind, please hit the like and the subscribe button. Uh, it, again, this helps us get the information out. This is a timely, timely message. Uh, so it, it, if you enjoy information like this, if you enjoy being brought up to speed with current events, and, and specifically as it, uh, as it aligns with how the Bible laid it out, it helps us get the information out there. And uh, ultimately, and, you know, as I always say, we're trying to get to the truth, to the heart of the matter, And this helps us in the algorithms to reach the various uh, um, different uh, search engines and and get up there on on the uh, websites as far as getting our information out uh, and share the information. If you think this is worthwhile, if you think others can benefit from learning of this or there's information to glean from that that would enhance your understanding of what's going on, then by all means, if you could share it, share it on YouTube. Uh, share it through the Rusic Outlook social media we're on all those different platforms and last I'm just going to ask if you wouldn't mind please hit the jump on the Russic Outlook and join our email list. We alert you to different things that are coming up uh, and, and I will say in two weeks and on September 11th we're going to have our uh, a very special online zoom presentation that uh, you were all invited to so if you'd like to participate, just email Russic Outlook. Uh, at gmail.com, we'll send you the link and the password info. The first topic will be the absolute proof of Jesus. Uh, So please, if you could, uh, jump on the email list and we'll send you that information. So I'd like to just get right into this now. Okay, so if you're following me here on video, I'm showing you a montage of images, much of which, if you're listening, you know, you're, you're familiar with the horrendous scene early on with the people trying to get on the plane and people actually, the plane getting in, in, in the air, bodies fleeing or uh, flying off <clears throat> from potentially 1,000, 2,000 feet in the, in the air uh, to the slumped-over uh, uh, image of the president trying to uh, address questions. The Taliban in the former president of Afghanistan's office, the uh, rescue mission from the rooftop of the embassy to the military coffins and so forth and so on uh these are all images that that everybody is very very familiar with uh, again because this is playing out right now across every possible uh n- news site and and online uh magazine or or newspaper reporting it's everywhere um uh, <clears throat> so you know the question is that this is a debacle uh, on 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 a level that which we you know we've never seen before so is it purposeful or is it total uh, incompetence and and I would contend that it's purposeful i don't believe that uh the the lack of strategy the lack of planning, and everything that that we've seen could possibly be something that uh you know w- was meant as a legitimate strategy uh you know this is my opinion uh, I believe that forty four and the globalist machines are pulling the strings, and I believe that forty six is, is clearly uh, mentally challenged, and 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 you know when you get it to a certain age, it happens. It happens, and and I think you know we've seen this. And anybody with a pair of eyes can can see what's happening. I'm not telling you uh, anything that you don't know, but you know consider that they have coordinated an exit strategy with the Taliban. How does that make sense? You've left your military air base, so you've left your air base before you've evacuated the citizens, before you've evacuated the military, before you've evacuated the military's equipment. Rumors are that uh, we've left approximately $80 billion worth of uh, uh, military hardware, software, records, etc. You've left the door open, and we found out over the last couple of days that thousands of military terrorist prisoners were freed, uh, from, from the uh, Bagram Air Base. Uh, I believe it's upwards of 5,000 uh, people. Uh, so none of this makes any type of sense. You can't say that this was a legitimate strategy. The reasons that they're, they're giving, and, and it's just, I, I can't even begin to go through it because it, 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 it defies any type of uh, logic or, or, or rational thought. Uh, The public humiliation both internationally and nationally is something that America has never ever seen before, not to forget the tragic loss of life, the stranded Americans, the Afghanistan interpreters, their families, and the terror that so many Afghanistan or Afghani Christians are are now facing. Uh, This debacle has encouraged our enemies. Uh, Nefarious actions and planning is is in process and, and is ongoing now. Uh, we are seeing what I believe it is the influence uh, and the fall of uh, the world's great superpower, or one of the world's great superpower. And if you just consider the the uh, the the military and and you know, if you, you've heard from so many, so many people in the military and government, American citizens, we are absolutely devastated. We're we're horrified at what our government is doing. And then if you think of yourself in the military or think of others or family members, uh, you know, they're throwing in the distractions of CRT, the vaccine mandates. They're searching for white supremacists. Uh, you're gutting the, the, the entire armed services. You've, left, you've got incompetence at, at the highest level, and you've devastated military morale. Um, not to mention that so many different uh, organizations that are trying to help uh, free Americans, free Afghanis, free uh, some of the interpreters and people who have stood alongside of us for uh, upwards of, of of 20 years that the State Department's been a logjam. And this is being reported by uh, military people. It's being reported by uh, different uh, uh, organizations that are, are sending in people. There are actually organizations that are doing more than the government or att- or laying more on the line in terms of skin in the game. Um, they they've just become an an incredible logjam for Americans, the captives, the allies, the Christians, and and any type of religious minorities outside of Christianity. So you know it's you know you 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 decide, but in in my my opinion, this has been done intentionally. This has been done with purpose in mind. So there there we're going to get into what I believe that we're seeing a, another. Uh, uh, shaking of the nations is what I'm calling it, and the Bible refers to lots of this, and I'll get into this in a little bit. Uh, but I'm just going to break down some some thoughts here. Uh, what I'm calling the 44 and 46 administrations, you know, hopefully you understand what I'm saying. Uh, they empowered Islam by destabilizing the Middle East through the Arab Spring. The Benghazi uh, debacle, you've provided the number one terrorist state in the world with billions of dollars in Iran, the support of the Muslim Brotherhood, the the whole Arab Spring, how you uh, backed all of that, and and the list goes on and on and on. Then you enter, after 44 comes 45, and, you know, like him or not, he made real attempts to defeat, and he did, the Taliban, the Islamic State, Um, he put radical Islam on its heels He eliminated taxpayer-dollar support of the Palestinian terrorists. We have elevated our relations with Israel. We brokered peace among traditional uh, enemies in the Middle East. And, you know, we had a big hand in in the Abraham Accords. Uh, All of this was completely undone by 46 with this reckless abandonment of Afghanistan. And I will say that the prophecy clock is moving forward as we look at Turkey, Iran, Russia, and China, and they are wasting no time to fill the void in leadership that, that is happening right before our eyes. Um, a high-ranking Turkish official told the Middle East Eye, that, in this is just, I think, a week ago, that the Turkish military presence in Kabul would be important for Turkish interests in the years ahead, particularly as Turkey is interested in in the trade opportunities that would be associated with the reconstruction of the the country. And I'll show you some of that in a bit. Newsweek reports that Iran, Russia, and China say that they seek to ensure stability in Afghanistan and its periphery while securing their own interests, as friendly ties with Kabul are tested by a desire to engage with the powerful Taliban movement that has retaken virtually the entire country. Uh, the Chinese ministry's Hua, Hua Ying told reporters on August 16th that the Taliban has repeatedly expressed their hope to develop good relations with China. They look forward to China's participation in the reconstruction and development of, Afga- of Afghanistan. And if you're following me on video, I'm showing you uh, one of the Taliban uh, officials with uh, Wang Yi, who is the Head, uh, the Chinese foreign minister. He's been there since 2013. He was one of the masterminds or the orchestrators where least sealed the deal with uh, funneling $420 billion to Iran. This just happened a couple of months ago. So this is all happening. They're strength- China's strengthening their ties. Um, so among these mix of nations that arises a new terrorist threat for the United States and Israel. As early as August 15th, U.S. officials were reassessing the terror threat uh, that resulted from the American retreat. Congressman John Katko, the top Republican on the House Committee on Homeland Security, said, because we are going back to our pre-9-11 footing, Afghanistan is going to provide a breeding ground once again for terrorists. This has profound implications on our homeland. Couple this with 46's open border policy. So at the same time that this is all happening, we have havoc going all across our southern border. Uh, In addition to endangering the Americans, 46 has emboldened the very end-time nations identified in the Bible. I'll show you that very shortly. Uh, And I would say even more than 44. I believe 46 was just carrying out what 44 started. So I would say watch the prophecy clock. Read your Bible. Um, Ezekiel 38, 3-8, the Lord says, Behold, I am against thee, O Gog, the prince of Meshach and Tubal. And I'll break these countries down, who they are. And I will turn thee back and put a hook into thy jaws, and I will bring thee forth and all your army, Persia, Ethiopia, and Libya, with them against the mountains of Israel. These areas mentioned in the verses of Ezekiel 38 coincide with modern Turkey, Iran, Sudan, Libya, parts of Iraq, even Saudi Arabia, and principally will will be Russia. And I'll I'll show that very shortly. But I just wanted to say th- this is happening in real time. This is, uh, I believe, these are birth pains as as Jesus described, uh, and and you know sadly. Uh, it's it's good and it's sad in the same sense that, you know, we're watching this unfold. Our heart breaks for everyone, but it's also a, um, a reassurance that Jesus is in control, that this was known before the foundations of the world. So one of the reasons, or many of the reasons I should say that uh, Afghanistan is of, is of interest is we have found, and we being the United States government, the geologists, the military geologists over the years, it is an incredibly rich, uh, uh, in, in so many different areas, uh, resources, copper, gold, oil, natural gas, uranium, think Iran may be interested in, in uranium and, and others, uh, bauxite, coal, iron ore, rare earths, lithium, chromium, lead, zinc, gemstones, tac, uh, talc, sulfur, uh. Gypsum and marble. So all of these are in abundance in the mountains of Afghanistan. Uh, in 2010, there was an estimate that it was three tr- worth three trillion dollars. That's in 2010. This is 2021. So I'm I'm sure that that amount has has uh, uh, skyrocketed significantly. But that was the most current. Uh, um, value that I could find, but it is a very rich in natural resources, so it becomes very attractive for other nations, particularly the superpowers in the region, notably Russia and China. And, you know, Iran is growing up there in terms of its influence. So the Ezekiel 38 Coalition of Nations. Uh, In the next slide, I'm going to read to you some of the verses. So that you you get this, but I wanted to bring up modern maps uh, to, to show you where they are. And I've put blue stars on them to give you an indication of what uh, these country who these countries are, uh, because some of the areas that are outlined in the Bible cover many countries. Um, so I, I broke this down in, into what we see and what we know today. If you're looking with me on the right, I show you Eastern Europe and Middle East. Then I broke down on the left, the North African countries, because what this is going to say and show, and, and you know, if you're not familiar with Ezekiel 38 and 39, I advise you to read it. I call this the world's next great war, and I believe we're we're setting the stage for this to happen. All of the players, all of the pieces are falling into place exactly as the Bible laid out. Um, so, at any rate, I I, I circled where Afghanistan is. Uh, on, on the map on the right. And, and actually, I circled it on the left, so you saw that. Um, but in the in the heart of Central and South Asia, there is a group of seven countries known as the Stand Countries. Now, this has always been identified as the Coalition of Magog Mag- of Magog. I'm sorry. Uh, so I wanted to kind of uh, show you. And again, I've given you the map of these. This is right below. This is part of the old uh, Soviet empire. And uh, It it was Kyrgyzstan, Turkmenistan, Tajikistan, Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan. And I'm labeling Pakistan in there as as a possibility. It is its own nation and has been, but this could very well be part of the coalition because uh, it it is um, uh, Islamic. It is, uh, you know, it's, it's shown to be an enemy on many levels to the United States as well as Israel. So these stand countries become very, Prominent, they're all Muslim dominated, uh, so they're they're known as the stands with the stand suffix. Uh, the ending comes from the Persian root word istan, meaning Uzbekistan. Therefore, mean, uh, means means. Uh, I'm sorry. the the uh, word istan means land. Uzbekistan therefore means the land of Uzbeks. Tajikistan means the land of Tajiks, and so forth and so on. Uh, if you wanted to compare it to English uh, vernacular think of England Scotland Deutschland it's it's the same thing so that stand is really what that stands for it, it it's that area of the land and the tribes of of those areas from days gone by so as you can see this these are the modern maps so let me show you just very briefly i'm not going to go into a lot of detail in terms of ezekiel here but uh, if you're not familiar with it, again, I I'd advise you to to look into it. I've done a three-part series on it. And again, it's called The World's Next Great War. And there's there's plenty of resources and materials everywhere on, on the Ezekiel uh, 38 war. So Ezekiel 38, three through four, thus says the Lord God, behold, I am against you, O Gog, the prince of Rosh. So that is Think of it as prince, president, pharaoh, leader, whatever you want to say. So we're we're talking about uh, Russia being the the leader of of all of this. So if you were to say if this would happen today, this could potentially be um, uh, Mr. Putin. Uh, I'm not saying it is going to be him. It might be. Uh, but but if you were to look at it, if this happened tomorrow, that's who it would be. Um, It goes on to say, I will turn you around, put hooks into your jaws, and lead you out with all your army, horses, and horsemen, all splendidly clothed, a great company with bucklers and shields, all of them handling swords. Persia, Ethiopia, Libya are with them, all of them with shield and helmet, Gomer and all his troops, the house of Togorma from the far north, and all of its troops, many people are with you. So I'm showing you on two different maps of what these lands are that that are mentioned here. But again, this is due north. If you're if you're in Israel, you go straight north. You're you're hitting Russia. You're very close to Moscow, as a matter of fact. Uh, so some of the but the principal lands are Turkey, Iran, Libya, Ethiopia, Russia, um, and again those southern stand countries that I, that I that, that I previously mentioned. I also wanted to point out here. Uh, on the right-hand side, Ezekiel thirty-eight, thirteen, Sheba, Dedan, the merchants of Tarshish, and all the young lions will say to you, have you come to take plunder? Have you gathered your army to take booty, to take away silver and gold, to take away livestock and goods, to take great plunder? So Sheba and Dedan, uh, you know, you can see this on, on the right-hand map, uh, that's really mostly Saudi Arabia and, and that coastline below them, you would think of that as, as Yemen below Saudi Arabia. So it, it's somewhat indicating that they will take a, a, uh, a stance, a kind of a, a, a fallback that it doesn't necessarily look like they're going to be directly engaged in this, uh, but nonetheless, uh, you know, potentially they could be. The Tarshish is considered to be what we would know today as England, the British Empire. And some would say that the young lions, because uh, England or or Great Britain, the symbol for Great Britain is a lion. So some say that that potentially could be the United States because we would be considered a young lion, because we originally came from our our natural heritage, I would say, came from Great Britain. not going to go into an American history lesson here. But nonetheless, that's certainly a possibility. And it becomes even more so with the advent of what's happening that we see before our eyes with America falling off uh, the world stage in terms of its influence. Uh, And and I would say that you are potentially looking at a great empire that is, is, you know, looking down. Um, Not to say that things cannot change, but unless you have a supernatural uh, intervention of the Lord, Coupled with people who are prepared and praying, um, that the, we our better days could be very well behind us. So you know, at any rate, and the other thing I wanted to point out is, you know, the Lord says, "I will put a hook into your jaw." So just think of, you know, a fish. Yet yeah, you're pulling the fish if you're fishing, um, and and there's many many reasons. And I've broken this down before. Uh, all of the resources that Israel has, um, you know, makes it a very very attractive. Uh, for some of the other nations that could be interested in it, even you know the communist nations, but then you have the uh spiritual uh wars that are going on and, and that you have the Muslims where really you know Israel is considered the little Satan, and United States is considered the great Satan. so there you see all of this really playing out, escalating, and I'm just going to really quickly mention and reaffirm that. Today, where we sit, Russia's military is in Syria with Turkey, with Iran. You have those three armies, three of the principal uh, players that are mentioned in the Ezekiel 38 war are right now have a military presence in Syria. And as late little as a week ago, uh, the anti-defense or the defense missiles program that the Russian military put in Syria successfully... Uh, knocked down, I think, 20 out of 24 missiles that were sent by the Israeli army. So that's pretty significant because while you had Netanyahu in office beforehand, there was some type of agreement that was going on, and that seems to be waning as well, you know, where we sit today. So now I wanted to get into the black flags of uh, Khorasan and why that matters. So if you're following me in video, I'm showing you in the map Khorasan is considered Afghanistan and other uh, areas, the parts of the Stan regions, parts of Turkmenistan, Uzbekistan, Tajikistan, uh, as, as well as getting into parts of northern Iran. Um, so that is a, a region that, that was goes, goes back to, well, let me just say it this way. It's an historical region of Central Asia. Um, it, 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 in Persian, it means it's called the Land of the Sun. Meaning the east where the sun rises, and it was longly, it was for a long time, it was the name of the eastern part of the Persian and Arab empires. So that's where you get Khorasan. Now you have what's called ISIS K. Everybody, I'm sure, is familiar with the terrorist organization ISIS. Uh, ISIS K was formed in 2014, and it's the K stands for Khorasan. And, you know, this is part of you know, people from the Taliban, people from Al Qaeda, uh, people who were originally from the ISIS group, that some of the military leaders in, in Syria uh, some years back. They've moved in and formed this ISIS K. Um, so the significance of this, I want you to flip your paradigm, particularly if you're a Christian, and hopefully you'll, because I, I, I think this is, this will give you an understanding of the motivation, I will say. So, on the left-hand side, in the lower part of the screen, you have what, what most people are familiar with is the Quran. The Koran in, in, in Islam is considered the alleged words of God, or as they call Allah. The Hadith is the alleged words of Muhammad, what he said, what he did, what he forbid, what he condoned, so forth and so on. So, I wanted to read some things from the Hadith that pertains to the black flags or the black banners of Khorasan. So one of them says, these are the prophecies that were laid out um, in the Hadith. There will emerge from Khorasan black banners, which nothing will repel until they are set up in Jerusalem. So notice this goes back hundreds of years. And I, I, yeah, so I would say roughly 700 years, a little over 700 years ago. But notice that the goal is Jerusalem. And, you know, that, that wouldn't have been the case back then. So obviously to me, and again, my opinion, this was set in motion because I, I, you know, Satan knows prophecy. He knows the Bible. He knows ultimately this is about Jerusalem. He knows that this is what I would call the battle for Jerusalem. So right away, that's that's set up there. And so it, this prophecy says there will emerge from Coruscant black banners, so the eyes of the enemy are fixed on the throne of David because he knows this is the very spot that Jesus Christ is coming back to and during the second coming. Another one says that the armies from Khorasan will finally reach Jerusalem will they, where they will erect their flags. So the mission is, so when these people see these flags, when when they see what's going on here, they, they see a, a supernatural purpose, a supernatural mission. And the mission is to get and conquer Israel and conquer Jerusalem. That is, that is the end game. But what's happening in the world stage now, you see this, this big valley of Khorasan that was under the control of supposedly the great Satan has now fallen and the black flags are rising. So this is giving uh, impetus and, and encouragement to those around the world. If you're following me on on video, again, the right, you have many imams from around the world saying, proclaiming this over the last week or two, that this is what we're seeing, that the prophecies are unfolding. Um, You want to see how how bad America is getting? Uh, We've got, well, uh, Twitter has allowed a uh, company account for uh, the Islamic Emirate of Afghanistan, which is what they're now calling it. They have their own Twitter account. But yet, a former president is allowed—is not allowed to have a Twitter account? So you know, for you listening to Amer- you know from America, you understand just how depraved and, and how uh, repugnant that that the situations are getting with the with the tech industries. Um, let me read you another one, and then I'm going to break it down into how some interpret some recite it today. So a third uh, prophecy is: if you see the black banners coming from Curacao, join that army. Even if you have to crawl over ice, no power will be able to stop them. And they will finally reach Batul Mahdi, which is Jerusalem, where they will erect their flag. So, you know, where I mentioned Jerusalem beforehand, that was the official, uh, I guess, the Arabic uh, um, pronunciation or the Arabic uh, uh, translation. So in, uh, what they also say, and in just another interpretation of this uh, prophecy is, when the black flags come from Khorasan, go to them. Even if you have to crawl over snow and ice, from among them is the Caliph of Allah, which is the Mahdi, or the, you know, I think in English where you say the Mahdi and, and possibly more better pronunciation in Arabic would be the Mahdi. Uh, the Mahdi is the primary Islamic Messiah figure. Uh, you could consider him the Pope, the President, the, the General of the Islamic world. He will have, according to uh, Islamic end-time eschatology, he will have religious, political, and military power. In other words, he will be the antichrist. So that is where they're looking. Some other interesting things I found in in the black flags of Khorasan, uh, in the left-hand side, the Mujahideen who fought the Soviet Union, they flew these black flags. Al-Qaeda, when they began, they flew the black flags. Uh, For America, you may be familiar, obviously, Americans would be familiar with the Boston Marathon bombing. Uh, Tamarlan Tarsanov, who was the primary uh, bomber, on his YouTube playlist, he had the emergence of prophecy, the black flags of Khorasan, and ISIS also has a black flag. So you see, you know, the motivation I'm trying to point out from, from the enemy, this is evil, but this is what's driving them. So As Afghanistan falls, what's happening is a lot of these uh, um, uh, Islamics or or, 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 or people who are motivated by what they see and they want to get, in part, they want to join this, this is a recruiting mechanism. This is, hey, we've defeated the great Satan. We've defeated America, the great military empire. We've embarrassed them. Uh, You know, you saw the the bombings of, of the Americans and the Afghani civilians the other day. So, you know, when you play this out from their perspective, they see this as an encouraging sign to keep pressing forward, which helps with the recruitment of more and more terrorists. So hopefully I've given you a little bit of an idea. And again, I just want you to flip your paradigm. Um, I, I, you know, I strongly oppose all of this, but it's also under it's, it's important, I believe, to understand the perspective and the intent and the strategy of the enemy. Okay, so I'd like to get into some scriptures here about the shaking of the nations. uh the first few really pertains to the end times towards the end of tribulation. Uh, but I believe what we're seeing here is the setup towards what's eventually coming Haggai two seven says, and I will shake the nations, and they shall come to the desire of all nations, and I will fill this temple with glory, says the Lord of hosts. So there we're talking about the end of the seven year tribulations which we will enter the millennium and, and the Lord will fill his temple. Therefore, I will make the heavens tremble and the earth will be shaken from its place at the wrath of the Lord of hosts on the day of his burning anger. That's Isaiah 13, 13. So again, we're talking about the wrath of the Lord. We're talking about the seven years of tribulation. Isaiah 14, 14 through 16, specifically uh, uh, mentioning and, and isolating Satan. And this is Satan... His, his sin is, it's, you know, it, it's him saying, I will ascend above the tops of the clouds. I will make myself like the Most High. So this is where Satan wants to exalt himself like God or above God. And then the answer is right away from the Lord. But you will be brought down to Sheol, which is hell on earth, what we know it today, uh, to the lowest depths of the pit. Uh, those who see you will stare. They will ponder your fate. Is this the man who shook the earth and made the kingdoms tremble? In other words, you know, when when everyone will see, everyone will know Jesus is Lord. The word says that every knee will bow, every tongue will confess, but we'll also see the fall of Satan and we'll look and go, is this the one who shook the nations? Is this really what what, what, what we were dealing with when we look at what we have in the Lord? I'm going to read you uh, Matthew 24, 6 through 8. This is what Jesus says. And you will hear of wars and rumors of war. So we're seeing that right now. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. So again, we're seeing setting the stage. For nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines, pestilences, earthquakes in various places. All of these are the beginnings of sorrows, or the uh, another translation is birth pains and birth pangs. Uh, so, you know, what we're seeing is like a woman in labor, you know, she's having those, experiencing those birth pains. What we're seeing, these travesties, the horrendous things that are going on around the world. Earthquakes are, are, are uh, from, a, um, a six on up has grown exponentially over the last 10 years in terms of its, uh, um, uh, quantity, the quantity that, that, uh, is going forth. Um, Famines, pestilences—you know—we're seeing things, and you know, I've mentioned down below about Haiti, the earthquake that we just saw maybe a week or two ago. It was a seven-point something. The devastation, the loss of life there, Uh, and 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 many people will say, "Well, we've seen this, you know, over time, and you know, this has been the world's history, not at the level that we've seen now, not even close, not even remotely close." So these are the birth pains that Jesus warned us about. So what are we saying now? What are the immediate signs? What are the immediate implications to the nations? Well, just a couple of days ago, Saudi Arabia made an arms deal with Russia. Now, consider that our number one military export, I believe, was Saudi Arabia. It might be uh, um, Israel, but uh, I I believe in terms of uh, financial value, the most goes to Saudi Arabia. I believe it was 24%. But now suddenly they've made an arms deal with Russia. Why? Because we are not a reliable partner. Now, consider they were very, very close to signing the Abraham Accords. Not saying they won't, but it doesn't look that way now. But they do have stable relations, as as I sit right now, with with Israel. But now they're looking to somebody who could be more stable. Uh, In Afghanistan, who's kept the embassies? Russia and China. And, and the Taliban's welcome them. Uh, consider NATO, how they've been crushed. They've been deceived by the United States. Uh, they, they were left out for lurch. Um, and then just two days ago, the uh, uh, Prime Minister of Israel, um, uh, Mr. Bennett, he visited the White House. And, you know, I, I would encourage you to listen to the interview. I It was almost a little bit of groveling. And I know that when foreign dignitaries visit lands, you know, you do you know, you pay your respects and whatnot. But Israel is becoming more and more and more isolated, and they are so reliant on the United States. But interestingly, and, and you know, 46 was mumbling. It was hard to really understand everything. But it what I found particularly interesting is he said, well, you know, as uh, Bennett had thanked uh, um, the United States for their assistance over the years, he kind of mumbled, "Well, your gratitude really should go to 44 um, because he's the one who really helped you." And 44 was was the greatest adversary uh, from the United States that uh, to Israel that we've ever had any administration. So, you know, I just you know is it, is 44 pulling the strings? And there are many military leaders who are who are saying that uh, that is in fact the case. Reliable, respectable, three four star generals are are. are out there saying that. You can find that online if you wanted to. Um, so you, if you watch at the United States uh, demise, that our government, what's happening before our eyes, consider Israel's new government. It's a fractured government. Um, Mr. Bennett has seven out of a possible 120 seats. It's I'm, I'm not going to break it all down, but it, it is a very, very fractured parliament uh, and, and a majority there. So all that to say our adversaries uh, of the United States and, and Israel, were are there watching. The neutral parties are watching. The friends are watching. Why do I say that? Because, you know, I don't believe that, you know, I, or I should say that the, they are looking at the United States as, as an unreliable partner, uh, as well as, you know, does this, it adds to the weakness of Israel if we are becoming weaker. Uh, What are some other implications? China's already threatening Thailand. They've already released uh, uh, press reports to Thailand saying what you see in Afghanistan is is what you can expect from the Americans if we come and invade you. No secret that China wants Thailand. They consider it a part of the Chinese empire. So that's going on there now. And you saw what happened with Hong Kong. Russia and the Ukraine, how they want Ukraine, how they uh, you know, we, we know what's been going on there the five, six, past seven years or so. How does this impact North Korea, South Korea, that border? Uh, and then you have the U.S. and so many other nations now are pushing Israel to a two-state solution. So you see the nations are, are we're teetering. We're really starting to uh, become very, very unstable. And, and last, on the lower right, I just wanted to point out things where I sit on August 29th. You know, the horrendous situation in Lebanon, it, it is ready to crumble. It is financially insolvent. Uh, Iran and its proxies are moving in with Hezbollah. They're, they're poised to take control over there. I mentioned what's happening in Haiti. And, and you know, now, you know, this uh, uh, unfortunately, this hurricane that may be hitting New Orleans right now in southern Louisiana, uh, as I'm recording this, it's supposed to be happening here this morning. So, you know, praying for them. But these are some of the things that are happening around the world. These are some of the things that are developing because of the fall of Afghanistan. So I'm going to do my best to try to end on a more positive note because Jesus is Lord and, and that's what's most important. I wanted to point out some different uh, missions and missionaries and individuals and, and, you know, what's going on that are that are stepping up and, and, and that are helping the Afghans and the and the other people who are trying to flee. Let me say this, that the church in Afghanistan, believe it or not, is growing. And how do we know that? I'm going to point out here, there's a, a ministry called the Global Catalytic Ministries. They wrote, work directly with uh, Afghanistan and, and other Muslim nations in the area. They have ties, they're training pastors, ministers. Holy Spirit is moving um and you know if you if you're so inclined and you want to help the people in Afghanistan you want to forward the gospel these are responsible uh ministries that are that are funding getting people out that want to get out helping you know helping with the love of Jesus and even if you want to leave and it doesn't mean you have to be a christian you know they're helping what I'll call moderate uh um uh islam you know whoever is in need they're they're helping they're sh- sharing the love of Jesus I'd just like to read to you their, uh, their mission. GCM exists to transform Muslims worldwide through Jesus Christ by means of disciple-making, church-planting, leadership development. No one can reach Muslims more quickly and effectively than one who has been transformed by Christ, who understands the culture and knows the language. This unique ministry of Global Catalytic Ministries is carried out entirely by nationals and former Muslims. Some of whom were even terrorists. All are passionate about bringing the gospel to their fellow countrymen, and do so at great personal risk. So the, this ministry is active right now on the borders. I've, you know, I, I'm, I know of a number of reports of things that are going on, and believe it or not, there are even some Afghani's who who are Christians who are willing to stay. They they know what they face, but they're willing to still continue the work of Jesus Christ in this nation. So please be praying for them. The Nazarene Mission. Uh, you may, maybe some are familiar with what Glenn Beck has been doing, and some of the planes and some of the people that he's been able to help free. Not he, but he's been working with the Nazarene Missions International. Uh, This ministry is to liberate the captive, to free the enslaved, to rescue, rebuild, and restore the lives of Christians and other persecuted religious and ethnic minorities wherever and whenever they are in need. Uh, Samaritan's Purse has been been helping, and they've been, I believe, my understanding is they've been helping the Nazarene mission. So these are some different missions that, that are going on. Uh, internationally, that have a direct Im, uh, input into what's going on in Afghanistan. There are many European Middle Eastern nations that are helping. They're helping with the rescue missions. They're taking uh, the the uh, refugees from Afghanistan into the different countries. Some of them do not want their information released for fear of re- retribution, but know this that God is moving on the hearts of many, many people, nation leaders who are compassionate, who are willing to show, the love of jesus and then I, I i would be remiss if i you know didn't stand strong for there are so many different retired military veterans in the united states and other parts of the world uh who are using their intelligence using their contacts helping their uh, people who acted as translators for them they're they're doing some great underground mission work and not getting in the cooperation of of, of the american government uh, and then consider that the intelligence it, it has been released. Uh, it's been released on translators, Christians, friends of the United States. The Taliban has this information. It was released uh, in part by negligence or in, intentionally by our government. So these are the risks that these people are taking. This is what's going on. But Jesus is Lord. Jesus is still moving. The gospel is being preached. So I would urge you to please consider, if you can, to uh, financially help some of these ministries if you're able to, but at the very least, you're able to pray. Please pray for what's going on. Please continue to to persevere for, because remember that the prayers of the righteous avails much power. We're not righteous by anything we've done. We're righteous by the blood of Jesus. So our prayers are heard in heaven Please continue to keep these missionaries, the Afghani people, the translators, our military, and, and I would say the military of other nations. I, I know that England and France has sent in rescue missions. I believe Germany may have. And and I'm sure there are so many that we don't know about. But just continue to keep them in prayer. Um, and, 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 you know, God bless you for doing so because, you know, our, our our prayers are needed. And And again, if you're able to help with any of these ministries, I'm sure... I I know it's going to be put into proper use. So let me close again by thanking you for your time. This has been a tough subject to deliver. I hope and pray that that you've been encouraged and and informed about what's going on, maybe more so than some of the information you may have had. And again, I think it's important to understand the perspective of what's going on for those from the Taliban and, and others who would intend to hurt us and others. So please continue to keep everybody in prayer if you have any further questions, comments, or if you have a prayer request. And if you don't know Jesus is Lord, I encourage you, please seek him. Ask him if he's real. He'll show himself to you. Look for a church in your area. I promise you, uh, these, these are special times that we're living in. And to me, there are more signs that Jesus is coming and he's coming soon. What does soon mean? I don't know. A year, two years, five years, 10 years, I don't know. But the signs are there that it is imminent, it is definite, and it is definitive. So we will face eternity. I encourage you to seek and make the right decisions. So thank you again for listening. This is Mark Russick. You've been listening to the Russick Outlook. And remember, as always, just my opinion.